Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of uh, Membrane Labs podcast. Uh, we're back here this week. Uh, we have a special guest in today to talk a little bit about uh, crypto and his experience with it and whatnot. So uh, I'd like to welcome Eric Showers to the show. How's it going, man? Hey, everyone. Um, <laughs> I was just staying late at the office and I saw uh, Tyler in. He said he'd be lonely today. He uh, scheduled guest dropped out on him. So I'm here to do my best. Uh, <laughs> I hope you enjoy my commentary. Cool, right on. Well, it's good to have you. It's def definitely a nice surprise to have someone in and uh, <laughs> talk a little bit about crypto. Uh, so uh, I guess what I want to start off with is uh, how's your experience been so far with uh, I know the market's been down in the dumps, especially recently. Uh, I know you told me a little bit about uh, how you were planning to get in a little cheap, but unfortunately went a little cheaper. Uh, tell us a little bit about how that went. Uh, it's been <laughs> honestly a bit humiliating so far <laughs> because it feels like I haven't made a right decision yet in crypto, but uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not making uh, bets that are uh, killing me. So just here, it just here for fun and uh, learning, really, at the moment. But uh, definitely, definitely. I mean, everyone's got to start somewhere. Uh, so, you know, uh, so what 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 you go on? Did you just kind of go off the whole buy the dip concept, or uh, what what was your reasoning just for like oh you know like may maybe some people more naturally are more inclined to buy when the price of something is rising. Mm -hmm. But then you, you saw a dip in the price. So um, I know that's kind of counterintuitive. So what, what kind of prompted you to do that? Well, I think, uh, I think people are inclined to buy when it's rising, sometimes just because <laughs> like more people enter the space. But, you know, I'm kind of stuck here. Like <laughs> this is my day job. So, right, so right. I'm working with this technology and it's in my head all day, every day. Um, and at that point, um, I, I think I've just like, <laughs> I'm scared whenever I see the price rising because I always feel like I'm too late. Um, definitely. And uh, the markets to me feel like such a, uh, such a, like a, a black box or like a black magic zone that, <laughs> that, um, if, evaluating these technologies is kind of beyond my grasp at this point. Well, I mean, I mean, you do work with Ethereum blockchain, uh, as far as I understand quite a bit. And uh, so uh, I, I know that uh, maybe some people have the opinion that um, the Ethereum is kind of like outdated technology or, uh, you know, there's better, better platforms running smart contracts that can kind of uh, do the same, if not more, maybe quicker, cheaper, whatever. Right. Um, since you work with Ethereum, what, um, what, what do you think about all that? Um, I, I think that there's a lot of fair criticisms to be leveled at Ethereum, but um, I think that the biggest, uh, the biggest misstep that people make when criticizing it is, is I, I guess comparing it to to platforms that um, that don't try to make strong enough graphs for decentralization okay uh, sorry <laughs> sorry if i rant a little bit here no no like definitely no, definitely yeah. keep going keep going um like the the whole scandal around the sorry this is not a scandal i feel like that's a bad word but uh <laughs> <laughs> the eos blockchain breaking off uh and to to form their own project in in a pretty like head-on competition with ethereum mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um i felt like they were making criticisms 
of Ethereum that weren't that weren't solved by their own Im- implementation, which to me made their criticisms invalid. Right. Like hypocritical uh, almost. Yeah, like like Ethereum technology has the ability to to scale transactions per second up incredibly fast if you if you run it with like private nodes like without proof of work mining right um and if i haven't looked at the u.s code myself but i Mm -hmm. feel like that's essentially what they did they just took the ethereum virtual machine and they took away the proof of work mining which removes the the decentralization of the of the network well as isn't isn't ethereum transitioning over to proof of stake at some point yeah i mean that's a that's a bit of a tangent i think but um yeah like that is the end goal of ethereum is to get to that sort of speed but um the difference that they're trying to achieve is i mean the current eos blockchain runs with a uh, a very small group of owners that decide what the network does and the, the end goal of ethereum is that the network be would be owned by like thousands of of different entities rather than like 10 right being being decentralized i guess right Mm -hmm. i I think the the biggest on that note the biggest uh defense of ethereum i would say is um would like would the eos uh fundraiser be able to run on its own network in the way that like the eos fundraiser ran on ethereum and it, it made its money yeah and and then started its competition against Ethereum. But would a similar token sale be allowed to run on EOS? And I mean, I mean, a I lot mean, of people are scared that it, it wouldn't. Right, right. Okay, well, that makes sense. Uh, so you, you think this whole idea, the fact that uh, Ethereum is essentially more decentral, decentralized, do you think that uh, that's gonna be a big a big factor into it existing and possibly maybe price will go back to w- where they once were maybe or well I, I don't know because watching the market like I don't feel like EOS the EOS thing really made a difference for ethereum's market value <laughs> true true very true well, unfortunately, in this market, uh, everything kind of follows Bitcoin, right? So, I mean, mm-hmm. I know right now, uh, especially especially right now, uh, we're we're at the lowest I think Bitcoin uh, has ever been, um, uh, at least this year. Anyways, um, you know, this whole six thousand dollar support that uh, I was so so um, fond of, <laughs> uh, it broke that support and it fell quite significantly um as anticipated uh if there's if price is ranging for this long and then it, it kind of breaks out it makes a pretty big move and right now it's sitting right around forty nine hundred dollars so we'll see what what happens what, what what do you think what do you think eric do you think uh we're looking at some more downside or do you think uh we're coming back up sometime soon here well I mean, I believe it was just last week that you were talking about the 6K support, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's uh, <laughs> that's frightening. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I what you just said about the the price ranging, like leading to significant movements, like that was pretty intuitive. Well, <laughs> but I've never thought about that before. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, 
it, it, it's just pretty much if you if you look at the price of Bitcoin, um, it's it's pretty much just you can see back back from December, it's just been kind of consolidating and and well maybe, maybe not as far as December, but somewhere in March, you know, you just get the price kind of like coiling and coiling and and I guess you can think of it as a a spring, I guess, and uh, once it kind of breaks this huge this this huge time of consolidation, it it, it tends to make these kind of explosive moves so uh that's exactly what happened unfortunately in the wrong direction <laughs> uh had we seen a break to the upside i mean uh obviously a lot of us would be a lot happier but now we're all kind of thinking what's the bottom right mm -hmm. uh but as as far as um as, as, as far as kind of supports go anyways I mean, we had that major $6,000 support and now we're looking all the way back and, and it's kind of tricky with Bitcoin because we had this massive run up back in December of 2017. And so it, it, it's, it's hard to map out exactly where there is significant supports because there's just these massive run ups and you can't really see, you know, much, but obviously i guess i guess we're looking back um i guess i just have to draw this out real quick but pretty much we bought them at forty eight hundred dollars something like this so yeah forty eight sixty something like that on bitfinex we bottomed out at so I, I guess it'd be worth to see which support and resistance that kind of corresponds with back in 2017. Uh, so let me just draw that out quick and I'll kind of talk it out here. So it seems that... Wait, did you just say 2014? Oh, 2017. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. uh, that's my bad. It's like we're not there yet, right? <laughs> All right. So, so pretty much back back in uh, the first of September of 2017, it seems there was a kind of peak and it hit resistance there, and it seems that that's pretty much where we're kind of playing off of right now. Um, I'd expect. So that's right around. Uh, current price so 49.65 i'd expect there, there to be some more resistance probably around 4400 uh or i guess it'd be support um 4400 oh that's way down at 2900 3000 so the spreads are pretty big now and so uh, it's going to be interesting to see where the price goes anyways mm -hmm. are you going to be buying in eric <laughs> <laughs> you have to you have to get back to me on that yeah so yeah. 3600 it's like you would call that that's like definitely a support right 3600 yeah back in september yeah yeah definitely 3600 4,400. There's all these kind of like mini, mini, mini supports, but uh, yeah, I'd say 3,000, 3,200, 3,000 in that range. 
is probably a big one. And I wonder if we're going to see that price at all. I really wonder. I guess we'll see. <laughs> um, as far as Ichimoku Cloud goes, and uh, I'm not sure if you can see it over on your laptop there, the link I gave you there, Eric. Mm -hmm, I can see it. Um, so pretty much we're far below the cloud when it comes to Ichimoku Cloud, which just means we're in a definitive bear trend, which is pretty obvious right now. Right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, um, we hope to see some recovery, but no signs of that yet. Um, I know another listener called in <laughs> or messaged us and, uh, they asked about Walton chain. So, um, I just figured I'd go over that a little bit too. Mm -hmm. Uh, just the technical analysis of it all. So let's see here on the, uh, four hour chart for Walton Bitcoin on Binance, um, it's in a bear trend. What can I say? It's below the cloud. Uh, now, we, now we do see if 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 you have your RSI indicator open, we do see this uh, bullish divergence happening, which happens when price makes a lower low, but the RSI indicator makes a higher low, and this just depicts bullish momentum happening. So I wouldn't be surprised if some of the market recovered, which should be expected after such a big dump, at least a, a partial recovery anyways. So that might be a short-term trade opportunity. However, um, as far as the Ichimoku cloud indicator goes, we're, we're bearish and there's no real signs of recovery anytime soon. Um, so that's what I have to say about Walt and Chain. Um, although it might be a good project, uh, apparently it's some sort of business ecosystem. I don't know too much about it, but uh, I've heard a lot of buzz about it uh, just in some various crypto groups I'm in and whatnot. Uh, you ever hear of it, Eric? Walt and Chain, or not? Not not till now. I think I've I think I've heard it mentioned because when I looked on the website, it was yeah, I was talking about IoT. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. a lot um and i i think i recognize it from that but no this is the first time i looked them up once you brought it up well well just the mention of internet of things right uh that's um i i, I know like uh, that's just where the future is kind of going i mean you got you got bluetooth in your fridge now right uh <laughs> yeah you got all this crazy stuff i know i know my girlfriend she got a toothbrush that has Bluetooth in it and it connects to your phone. And I'm like, what's going on here, right? But uh, so, so that's all Internet of Things. And I mean, uh, if, if we can integrate blockchain into that and with Walt and Chain successful with that, uh, I don't see why, why, why it couldn't be of some value in the uh, future, especially since from what I read, the businesses actually require the token to, to run. And as more businesses join the ecosystem, then there will be more demand for this token being used right so um who knows who knows maybe it's a uh, a promising project and mm -hmm. i think i might look into it a little deeper myself actually so <laughs> yeah yeah i iot and blockchain are both like technologies that like you know they're like in right now so <laughs> definitely <laughs> they in, both yeah. sound good apart from each other they sound good together 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Oh, man. Sounds great. Let's get it. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. I don't think blockchain's going anywhere. However, you know, the market just doesn't look too too promising nowadays. So <laughs> what, can, what, can, what can I say? Yeah, well, it's it's kind of funny, though, looking at the Bitcoin, the uh, Bitcoin USD chart, um, the past, like since, I guess, the start of September, uh, I don't really know what to think about it because it's, it looks different. It looks so much different than the chart from uh, from 2017 all the way back. <laughs> but I don't know if that makes it interesting, right? It's just that it's not chaotic, I guess. Well, like, like that's the longest uh, stability that BTC USD has seen in a long time. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then that's also the steepest drop it's seen in a long time. Right, right. I mean, um, th- this this was expected, and um, it's it was just a matter of which direction, right? So, I, I mean, realistically, if you kind of followed and i'm gonna draw out a wedge here and uh you, you can you can follow along there too eric uh if you want to k- kind of um I- if you know how to draw a line over there mm-hmm. um or I, I i guess you might be in view only mode eh? yeah no I'm yeah, not, yeah. Not special all right well uh i'm gonna draw it out but explain at the same time here but if if you can see if you look back from August 13th, uh, 2018, um, onward, Mm -hmm. you can see, and then maybe look at, uh, the 4th of September in 2018 onward, you can see it's kind of forming this kind of wedge shape. If you, if you were to draw two lines from, from those two points, it's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's drawing sort of wedge, right? And so, um, the idea behind that is that when price is consolidating within this wedge, uh, you look for the way, which way the price breaks out. And then that's just a signal of continuation, right? Mm-hmm. So really you could have, if, if you're following this wedge, you could have opened a short as soon as you started to see this dump, right? And uh, rode it all the way down, which is, uh, which I, I, I guess is okay if you opened a short, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of longs that got liquidated along the way there for sure mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah so it'll be interesting to see where where things go um do you have anything else to add there eric no no i don't think so no uh now i know that you're running a eth node did you want to talk about that a little bit yeah i, I figured i could say some things about it all um, right cool Kind of related technologies, some interesting stories that not work related. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but um, Dino and I um, both built um, nodes that we want to run as dedicated Ethereum nodes. And we got like a big hard drive for it or, or solid state drives because um, we want to run like the fancy one with all the, uh, all the data stored to it. Um, and we uh, disaster struck like last week or a week and a half ago um and the uh, the drives got fully filled up by the uh, the node software which i wasn't expecting to happen and uh sucks a little bit but is <laughs> <laughs> interesting nonetheless i guess uh a good good learning experience um so to go into a little bit more detail of what happened uh we tried to run a like a full archive node for ethereum 
and that's the node that stores the the state of every block so at any block in the whole blockchain you can go back and ask like <laughs> like what was the state of things mm -hmm. and in ethereum that means you can ask questions like what was the balance of this account at block like three million or what was what was the storage value of this smart contract at like byte 28 mm -hmm. or like weird technical things like that and you can just ask that of the node and it has it in its database and that's a that's a lot of data but for for the the purpose of like what people use the protocol for um those like those type of nodes are not really required mm -hmm. um we run one for my company because that's exactly the kind of questions we're asking our network node um since we do forensic analysis mm -hmm. um and you know when i we're trying to run one just because because we thought it'd be cool uh but <laughs> uh, yeah as as you can imagine storing all that data is a lot of data and it is is broken our two terabyte drive so we have <laughs> to uh backtrack a little bit and reassess and <laughs> so so how reliant is is the ethereum blockchain on on full notes because you're running a full node right mm -hmm. so i mean obviously there's got to be a, a decent amount of those and and i i guess what's the incentive for even running a node if there is any um yeah the only financial incentive to running the kind of node we're doing is to be a miner. Um, but you'd have to be an individual miner, right? Yeah, well, like, like a pool. Like <laughs> like pool. if you wanted to, if you didn't want to rely on anyone else's mining pool, mm -hmm. you need to run your own node. Okay, or, I see. So like if you want to be a mining pool, you need to run a, a full archive node. Oh, okay. Um, and, well, sorry, that's wrong. I, you don't actually have to run an archive node. Um you just need to run a full node because all you need is the data required to ensure that without a doubt, uh, <laughs> your version of the like freshest, you know, new off the, new off the streets blockchain yeah, is, uh, yeah, yeah. is the real one. It has been tampered with. Right. Um, and you, you actually need less data than what we were trying to store. Okay. I see. Mm -hmm. So, how much how much data is that one then? I think it's like one point three terabytes. It's still a lot. It might be one point five. I don't wanna I don't wanna lie. It's still a lot. <laughs> All right. What's the block reward for Ethereum? Three ETH. So that's like a hundred bucks now, right? I'm kidding. Wait, no. um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you wish. It's four fifty. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, whoa, I'm freaking out here. It's no. <laughs> not very much. In fact, um we should ask Dino about the uh the miner i'm curious what the economics are on it interestingly enough we es ha especially since i haven't heard anything about ethereum mining since like the spring and i know that asics have come out since then well there's this one week where um the miner was down the payouts are weekly right mm -hmm. and uh so the miner was down for most of the week i swear but it was the highest payout that we've ever had on the miner wow yeah, it was weird, and we were wondering if it was because of block rewards or, uh, or, or sorry, block difficulty or, um, or, or what happened there. No, yeah, um, block rewards haven't changed in a while, um, and they're slated to change in the next hard fork, which is like soon, you know, <laughs> TM. <laughs> um, 
yeah, they're going to go down by one ETH, so you should be getting 66% of the reward by then in ETH. Cool. So y'all better hope for some bull markets. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Well, yeah. So anyways, on the uh, the node project, uh, moving forward, yeah. we're just not going to run full archive nodes, I, I'm <laughs> guessing. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, uh, if Dino really wants to do that still... Uh, then I'd be down to do it, but uh, but I'm not like dead set on that. And there's other cool stuff we can do as well. Mainly, I think like running a cocktail of cool nodes is should be possible with those computers. I mean, they're good computers. <laughs> well, um, so we could run Ethereum nodes, Bitcoin nodes, Litecoin nodes. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. Cool. Do you know anything about the hard fork that happened? Which one? The Bitcoin Cash, I believe it was. No, I was. I was interested in it and um, I definitely did some reading, but there's still parts of it that I don't really understand. Such yeah. as, uh, you know, like we're, we're kind of joking around watching the race of who would mine more blocks faster. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> when I first started reading articles about that, it, it felt like this was like a, uh, a race of the death. I don't know. Like, like if one pulled ahead far enough, the other one would just die. And <laughs> when I was thinking about it, like, like yeah, that kind of sounds right. But like, like that's how hard forks go. Like two community, two communities split off. And if they're both like legitimate communities, they both survive. Um, and you like no amount of hash power changes that. If like you can't you can't fake long term hash power, right? <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> you can't buy it forever. Man, what's going on? I don't even know. But the yeah currently, um what is it? ABC's like way ahead. I don't get I don't get it. And I, I also kept forgetting which one is which. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. Do we do we we got anything else to talk about, Eric? Uh, or do you have anything to say about the hard fork? <laughs> no, <laughs> not really. No, I don't. <laughs> I have not been following it at all. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I was just wondering if I could get some info from you. Well, um, do you think do you think it's safe to buy now? Because <laughs> um, I bought last 